Welcome to Episode 7 of the Free Rider Audio Course, brought to you by HorseSmart at Coach Central. I'm your host and coach, Brenda Robson. Today's topic is the explanation of aids and how they're applied for the execution of transitions. I invite you to take a look at my website, www.windhurst.ca, and view the video content there that supports this audio program. So, with that in mind, let's get started. In the horse industry, you'll hear several different terms that all refer to the aids. You might hear somebody call them cues or signals or pressures, but for the sake of the Learn to Ride program that's uh, respected nationally here in Canada, we're going to always refer to the signals as aids. Aids are the pressures applied to communicate to the horse and direct its body to complete a task. That's a simple description. And there's two types of aids. There are the natural aids, which include the rider's weight, voice, legs and hands. And then there's the artificial aids, which would be whips or crops of various lengths, spurs and rein ends. The rider's weight aid is the first of the natural aids that we're going to develop. It is the lightening of the weight by simply inhaling without stiffness, or it's an intentionality of the rider to go somewhere. So think of how you might feel, "Mm, yay, I'm going to go to the store. You want to have that feeling like, okay, I'm ready to move forward. And the horse can actually sense that. And if you do that with an inhaling breath, you're actually lightening your weight in the saddle. Alternatively, the weight can also drop into the saddle. And that is when the rider simply ceases to ride or ceases to have a following seat in the motion with the horse. Their muscles relax and their weight gets heavy and quiet. That is uh, the dropping of the rider's weight aid. The voice aid of the rider supports the weight change that they're indicating in the saddle. Any system of voice aid is effective if and only if it's used at the right moment in a consistent way. So you might use the word jog or you might cluck once for jog and then for lope you may smooch or you may click twice. It doesn't really matter as long as you've made that connection in your head that there will be a specific voice cue for each of the gates. The other thing to think about is whatever you've taught on your ground preparation is also going to help you in the saddle. A lot of people will um, use, say, a cluck for trot on the lunge line, then do the same thing in the saddle because the horse has learned the sequence. And that's very, very helpful when it comes to improving the uh, timely execution of your gait transitions. Sometimes a rider is reluctant to use their voice aids and there's times when it's just inappropriate, especially in the show ring. So it's a training aid that you can eliminate as your physical aids, your weight and your legs or your weight and your hands become effective and clear and the horse is responding well 
to those signals. In previous episode, we've already discussed rider leg aids and rider rein aids. But in this episode, we're talking about how they become part of the communication through the sequence of the aids for transitions. In an up transition, the rider's leg aids are the third step in the sequence. So the rider would lighten their weight, use a cluck perhaps, and then apply the leg aids. In a down transition, the opposite would happen. The rider would lower their weight by relaxation. They would give the verbal command to walk or woe from a higher gait, and then they would close the door and impede forward motion by applying two direct reins. So in both situations of this sequence of aids for transitions, both up and down, you will notice that the rider's rein aids and the rider's leg aids are the third in the sequence and they support the weight and the voice aids previously given. The next logical question from a rider is when do I use an artificial aid and how do I use it? Well, first of all, I'll say that I don't like to see riders before the completion of rider level three using artificial aids. First of all, our natural tendency is to be a tool user. And as soon as you put a crop or spur in a rider's hand or on their heel, they're going to use it to get the effect they want. And we're results oriented, not communication oriented. So I find them to be quite a deterrent in the early stages. When I do need to give a rider a crop to remind the horse that the rider is trying to communicate, that's usually how it is in the early stages with the school horse, I don't want them hitting the horse to make him go. What I do want them to use the crop on the shoulder and just give a light tap and say, excuse me, I'm giving you a sequence of signals. And often that's all a good horse needs to understand that it needs to listen up to what the rider is trying to communicate. A funny story I've used often in lessons is if you want to get to the promised land, do not strike the rock twice. And that's just a story of Moses who disobeyed his, um, God's command and in his anger and frustration, he struck the rock twice. And I say to people, if you just tap once and think of it as an excuse me, tap on the shoulder, I'm communicating to you, then you get a better attitude from the rider and a better response from the horse. And just wrapping up on artificial aids, always think of them as a support to your natural aids and not to be used to initiate any kind of activity from the horse. The word transition simply means change. And in this episode, we're talking about changes between the gates. The gates would be walk, jog, lope, hand gallop, which we don't do in rider level one, and the backup. All of these gates, when they initiate the movement forward or backwards, are called up transitions. Also in level one, we only teach progressive transition. We want the rider to feel confident and in control at each gate 
So by only going from walk to jog, jog to lope, lope to jog, jog to walk, walk to woe, woe to back up, that keeps the communication clear and the rider feeling safe and in control as they develop their skills. A common thing I see when the riders are executing transitions, especially up transitions, is the rider saying, go. They're not specifically saying walk or jog or lope. So it's important that there's a lot of practice in the sequence of aids and using your voice. And I like to use words at this stage because it helps the thought anchor in the writer's mind about exactly what they're asking for. And then they don't have as much of an inclination to try and control the speed they get. And they've asked for a specific increase. When executing transition aids in the sequence weight voice legs, the writer needs to be aware of the intensity with which they apply those aids. So if you're heading off for a relaxed walk, your intentionality and the lightening of your weight and the tonal quality of your voice and the pressure of your legs is going to be less intense than if you're asking to go from walk to jog. Down transitions or any activity where the horse is slowing down or changing gait from lope to jog or jog to walk or walk to woe, the rider uses the sequence weight voice reins. The greatest challenge here is for you, the rider, to connect your exhaling breath to muscle relaxation. That has to come before you say the word that's the voice cue and before you apply two direct reins to support your weight and voice. The more you practice up and down transitions, the more you'll become aware of your tensions in your legs and your seat, your back and your breathing. And this exercise of changing transitions up and down is going to go a long way to getting you more communicative with your weight aids. Because riders, as humans, have a lot of gray matter, we tend to bundle our ideas into a package. And applying all your aids in a combination that's not decipherable by the horse, they're not clearly separated, is very difficult for the horse to understand and um, respond appropriately. And that will cause riders to want to get to use the artificial aids. So as a self-assessment, anytime you feel the frustration of wanting to get stronger with your aids, louder with your voice, um, turn to a whip or a crop or a spur, you need to stop and assess, am I giving my aids clearly and in the right order for the horse to understand? A simple exercise to help you clarify that uh, separation of your signals, of your aids, is to set out three cones and discipline yourself to give your weight aid at the first cone, your voice aid at the second cone, and your rein or leg aid at the third cone. And as you practice that, you'll become clearer 
and your horse will become more responsive and eventually you can move those cones closer and closer together. Eventually you'll be able to remove the voice aid altogether and you'll have a really refined communication for your transition aids. It's time to set up a practice drill for your transitions. If you've worked through the cones and you've become um, able to separate your aids, weight voice legs, weight voice reins. Now you can use the arena letters to plan ahead on where you're going to execute your transition aids. So the fewer you start with, the better. You can uh, start with A and C on the short end of the arena and just do two transitions. As you say, okay, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. I'm going to do Four, do them on the middle of the wall at B and E on the long side. Once that becomes good, now you can maybe even do them at um, F and K, H and M, and leave out B and E. So you have a lot of variety here in mixing up where and when you will apply your aid transitions for um, your aid sequence for the transitions. The more you mix it up, the more challenging it becomes. So if you run into difficulty, slow down and simplify the plan and go back to um, maybe one on one whole lap going large and then two and then four and then one again and keep the horse in tune with you as you get better at communicating those sequences for your changes between the gates. Good luck with that. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for joining me for this episode where we talked about the transitions and the sequence of aids. It's really a lot of fun to share this information with you and know that as you practice and apply this information, your writing skills are going to improve. If you haven't done so already, Click to subscribe and send me a review. Let me know what your thoughts are about this episode and leave me any tips or ideas that you would like to hear discussed in future episodes. Also visit my website and view the free video content there that supports this audio course. Until next time, enjoy your horse and stay safe.